Hello and welcome to Heroes World TGIF. I'm Andre and I'm joined as always by my wingman Jesse. Jesse, how you doing tonight? I am really well. Our weather though, that's insane out there. We got rain one minute, we got snow the next, we got ice. Yes. I think tomorrow says it's going to be 15 to 20 degrees. Like I thought it was December. Exactly. And, the, and apparently there's like thunderstorm warning. So where what is going on? So hopefully you guys have survived your week and you are looking forward to today's show. I'm always looking forward to it. TGIF, best time of the week. Slowly, slowly, slowly catching up to replacing Wednesday as my favorite day of the week. So, uh, Jesse, we've had an interesting week so far. Lots and lots of absolutely cool stuff going on in the realm of not only comics, but video games and stuff. But not everything is uh, peaches and cream, as they say, or rosy. Uh, At the beginning of the week, we had some uh, very, very uh, sad news uh, about a comic book legend. And uh, we're talking about uh, the ever talented ever nice super swell guy george perez um master of the jam-packed like this guy can draw everybody well on a page he's worked for both marvel dc he's done creator own stuff he is a, a tour de force a juggernaut in the industry um uh, here we see uh probably my favorite series that he did, which was the JLA Avengers um, crossover. Uh, and unfortunately, he has been diagnosed with inoperable, a form of inoperable cancer. And he has been given uh, six months, six months to a year to live. But let me tell you how much of a superhero this guy is. He put out a really good post on social media on Facebook. And uh, he says that... Uh, he doesn't want to spend his last moments, you know, at the hospital all the time, but he's going to try and get well enough to do one last convention to say his last goodbye to the fans uh, and the people that have supported him and loved his work. And uh, he is a consummate gentleman. And the one part that really just hit me was that he's like, he's like, come out. He's like, I can, I can still see, and I want to get strong enough to sign one last time. But he's like, when you come up to see me, we have to share a hug. Uh, and stuff and I'm like wow what a guy he truly truly loves uh, what he does what he's done for the comic industry uh, and stuff I had the pleasure of meeting him once before super nice guy I've got a a Avengers number 19 um, signed by him it was a great Ultron cover uh, and stuff yeah and he was just just a he's just a great great man so uh, well we want to say you know thank you to George um, and I want to say, you know, uh, that he's in our thoughts and to his family and stuff that we wish that, uh, you know, um, in this trying time, we wish for, uh, the easiest of, of, uh, of, um, transitions on this road. It's going to be, it's going to be rough, but know that all of comicdom is thinking, uh about george uh and and what he means to them and what he's brought to the comic industry with all the characters he's created all the great series from from crisis uh infinity gauntlet he's he's Um, done quite a bit of recognizable stuff uh crisis like 
like you said, um, Justice League and Avengers. Oh. Yeah, look at this packed, packed full of characters. Like he's just a master. Who else can do? Who else can do this? You know, um, and uh, yeah, just, just, um, you know, he's, he's not. He, he, yeah, it's, it's sad news. But again, if you guys don't know George Perez's stuff. Uh, take a search, check it out. You, you probably have seen something by him, but he has touched almost every character that you can think of uh, and stuff. So um, hopefully, uh, take a moment to 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 you know revel in what he's done, and 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 if you can, reach out to that Facebook page, send him a nice uh, message uh, and stuff. And he says he's going to take the time to read that. But we've got a couple other slides of some of the stuff that we absolutely love uh, from him. This amazing classic. Uh, this is the X-Men and the Teen Titans. Um, and uh, also, you know, um, just his work on Titans alone, just revolutionizing storytelling. Uh, a lot of time with Marv Wolfman uh, the, was, was the writing. Um, but yeah, just a great team. Created one of our favorite characters, Jesse Deathstroke, the Terminator. Yes. Mentioned the Infinity Gauntlet. Um, you know, so uh, yeah, he's... Um, so uh, sad news, but I, again, what a what a he's he is a true superhero for what he wants to do, and I think that uh, I applaud that very much. So 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 yep, um, yeah. There's this uh, first appearance of Deathstroke. Yep. So yeah, great great um, moment uh, yeah. in comics there. So uh, so yeah. Hopefully you guys can take a moment to uh, reflect on on George Perez and his career and maybe what he means to you drop a comment uh, below either uh, in our in our twitch feed here or on uh, on uh, YouTube when we repost this but what your favorite George Perez uh, either character or moment or comic book uh, that you have or that you remember having and we'd love to hear from you guys on that just looking at those slides when we were pulling images from them um there's a lot of Superman images and that is my ideal Superman in my mind. When I see him, that is how I see him is the way George Perez drew him. So yeah, for Just, sure. For sure. All right. So on to uh big, big announcements uh, last night at the uh, video game awards. Uh, so man, they dropped a lot, a lot of trailers um you and i last night we joined john and chris ho on uh yeah. let's trailer reaction to the star wars game but there was also lots of other uh of announcements and not only games but movies too so let's go through some of our highlights for uh the game awards uh last night and we'll uh let you know our thoughts so big one sonic Sick. the hedgehog 2 the movie we knew this was coming did you happen to see the first movie jesse I did not see the first one. It's on my uh, watch list. Um, just so much going on. I, I need to take time to uh, relax and just get caught up on everything. I haven't even seen Detective Pikachu yet. <laughs> <laughs> well, I hear you. I didn't see Pikachu because I'm not a Ryan Reynolds fan. Probably the only yes. person on the earth who doesn't like Ryan Reynolds. Um, but Sonic absolutely loved the first movie. Uh, took my nephews to see it in the theater uh, and uh, bought it day one on uh on blu-ray and stuff and i can't wait for uh the second one um knuckles and tails are both joining in for this adventure so can't wait and and let's not forget that uh this is one of those moments uh when the first movie came out that there was such a bad reaction to that first trailer that they went back and changed things so 
sometimes the people upstairs are listening and they do take fan feedback and it made for a better sonic uh experience in movies so hopefully they continue to keep learning and keep making a good blue speedster i love sonic he's probably my favorite video game mascot i'm a sega guy you know originally back with the sega master system and then the sega genesis where sonic debuted and uh and have kept following the hedgehog uh in all his iterations so super super cool and they announced the new game too coming out so that was pretty exciting so you brought up the fact that they made sonic look really bad in the first uh sonic one first trailer now the conspiracy theorist in me thinks that they did that intentionally just so every like so we would get that buzz and everybody be like did you see the new sonic like oh my goodness how could they do that to him and yeah. then they, Sorry, that would be probably the craziest marketing move, but maybe, maybe uh, some brilliant strategist said, hey, let's try it. But it could have backfired. You know, if they didn't it, get it right, it could have definitely backfired. So it, it just seemed like the um, new images of him, like the original images, how he looked, seemed that they came out really, really quick after the backlash. Like, oh no! Just oh yeah, gotcha. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. It could be, could be a gotcha moment. But uh, yeah, let's hope uh, they don't pull any stunts and just give give us another fun, good movie. I do highly recommend the Sonic One movie for anybody out there who's looking for a kind of a fun uh, ride. Great, great for the kids, but there is something to adults will uh, enjoy. And if you're a Jim Carrey fan, this is classic Jim Carrey playing Doctor Robotnik in the first one. So highly recommend that. Next up, we've got. Woo! Wow. This one here, Alan Wake by from Remedy Games. Alan Wake number two. So wow, was it ten plus years since the first one? And I got to tell you, I played the first game, and I got into a game called Control. I don't know if you've checked that one out, and how they linked Control to this Alan Wake universe is really cool. Oh, I really? haven't finished Control yet, but now that this is kind of primed on tap, I'm almost like, yeah, let me get that control complete edition and play it and hopefully roll right into Alan Wake. This time they are saying they're diving straight into the survival horror. This is not going to be that mystery uh, game. So, yeah, this looked pretty, pretty cool. So it's on my on my radar for sure. And when I first saw this, I kind of thought we were getting a John Wick game. He kind of got the John Wick look. Just, at quick glance, at yeah, quick glance, yep. So beard and the long hair. Uh, for next. sure. And the yep. suit. Yes. Yes. And wow, Star Wars Eclipse. Listen, as a Star Wars guy, I didn't see this game coming, didn't hear anything about it. All I knew was that a couple years back, after EA botched all the Star well, not all the stars, botched Star Wars Battlefront, they their exclusivity deal was kind of nullified or changed or reneged. Uh, and we heard that, yeah, hey, Ubisoft's going to be making a uh, Star Wars game, and a couple other players' names were dropped into hats and stuff, and and we know, but I had never heard Quantum Dreams, the people be behind Heavy Rain. Uh, you played Heavy Rain, right? Yes, yes, I played Heavy Rain. Yeah, and the other one was Detroit uh, Become Human. Uh, these guys are known for this like kind of choice-driven story games, but these are like visual tour de forces it's like a very cinematic experience and stuff and uh, wow this trailer absolutely blew me away set during the high republic era which a lot of stuff right now is just cram focused on i think that's what uh disney is is focusing a lot a lot of comic books in that era 
Uh, now we've got this video game. There's novels. There's kids' books. All kinds of stuff. So they're really uh, building this up. But this trailer, if you're a Star Wars fan, it had everything. Lightsabers, check. Spaceships, check. Capital ships, check. Uh, speeders, check. Fighters, check. Like yeah. Jedi, like, uh, yeah, you know, mercenaries, armies. Like, yeah, from this trailer, I know it wasn't gameplay, but from a story standpoint, it gave me everything that I kind of want. Ticked every box for me for Star Wars. So let's hope that they can deliver. It's probably far away. Um, but uh, but yeah, it's it's definitely on my radar. And I hope, um, I hope it's not an exclusive. Now, the cool thing is they never said anything about like PS5 exclusive or anything. And I haven't followed Quantum Dream. I know their other games were only on playstation but maybe this time around because they're doing such a big title that there will no be no exclusivity for it so um we reacted to that trailer last night and then after yep. that i i went back and rewatched it um a few things i noticed is we didn't see any sis i think we that saw we know four, of we saw four jet we saw four lightsabers uh yep. two greens one yellow and one uh blue but we never saw a red lightsaber so i'm wondering if we're going to see the birth of maybe a sith because we saw the well, guy come out of the mud right or the sludge yeah, or the black oil or whatever so i think so one of the interesting things about the high republic timeline is that it's supposed to be the reason why they call it the high republic is it's supposed to be after the jedi have defeated the sith and they're supposed to be like they think they've actually defeated them so a lot of the um the climate and the villains are more like your gangster organizations and uh you know um space pirates uh you know we saw the nemodians in there so there's going to be some trades you know so it's going to be the different factions but i don't know if we will see a sith uh proper in it we might see you know um like a fallen jedi or something like that but i i don't know if they're going to want to bring back uh sith into the high republic because that was their whole uh time uh like um you know when they announced it but we never know like we don't know what's what's going to happen maybe this is what's going to bring the sith uh, up back. to the forefront and stuff so or it's going to drop those underpainting in those hits but yeah fantastic fantastic trailer if you haven't watched it guys definitely recommend it even if you're not going to check out the game it's just a cool star wars trailer a couple things i want to mention about the trailer that i thought were very bold choices no dialogue yeah. no voiceover at all and they didn't use any known Star Wars music. So they just went for kind of the visuals and the sound effects. But again, it just definitely hits very, very hard. It's a great trailer. I, I hope it does really well, too, because uh, Lucasfilms had a project on the get-go before it was bought by Disney. Do you remember 1313? Yes. The Uncharted, like, uh, Boba Fett, uh, Boba Fett prequel sort of thing. I hope yep. if this game does well, they... Put that back on the table and say put like, that let's, back on for sure let's do this yeah because from my understanding it was almost done the script was mm, done wow. and they were just working on working on the f fine tuning but i could be wrong but yeah that's crossed. crazy that was that was a sad time when they canceled that game because it sounded super super cool and especially i think the character was supposed to be a mandalorian or a bounty hunter of some kind so it would f totally fit if they could come and bring that out now so uh yeah, but uh, yeah, let's move on. We've got a little bit of a teaser here. There's a Wonder Woman game coming mm -hmm. out, uh, and it's brought to us by the same developers that brought us those Lord of the Rings game, the middle, uh, the was it the Battle for Middle Earth? 
Uh, yes. The, yeah. the two ones, yeah. So, man, those games had amazing fighting. Uh, so if they are going to do that with Diana of the Amazons, I'm all in for it. Uh, so that is pretty, pretty cool. Um, listen, it's a great time to be a gamer and a great time to be a superhero fan because we're seeing so many superhero games coming up or being in development. Uh, this was just one of many that they showed uh last night so we've got another one coming right after this one jesse it is the yes. uh suicide, suicide squad uh and that one again this is uh, i think the third trailer we've now seen about it yeah now yeah i gotta admit i am not the biggest fan of the suicide squad i think the game premise sounds good and it's done by rocksteady so i think they're gonna deliver a, a good game but i just question the does the Suicide Squad survive against the Justice League that are possessed by Starro? You know, I think the weakest Justice League member takes these guys out, but maybe they're going to work this in as kind of a, a uh, humorous game and, 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 and stuff like that. But the visuals look really good. It's been delayed a couple times, so hopefully they're going to take their time and get this one out and make it really knock our socks off. Uh, the last game that they did was the... Uh, the final game, the Arkham Knight, uh, and that was visually stunning, and it had some good gameplay innovation. So maybe this game is going to do just that as well. If you could pick one Suicide Squad member to play as, who would you pick? Like for a video you, game? For the video game, yes. If they give you a roster of uh, 20 characters and you get to pick your character each mission, who would you go to as number one? Yikes. Let's just say villain. Let's just say villain. Because I don't think my pick is part of the Suicide Squad, but go go ahead. Uh, you know, I hate to be kind of lame uh, and 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 pick the obvious, but probably like Deadshot because I think from a gameplay standpoint, uh, he would be pretty interesting. But maybe I'm forgetting somebody that would have more interesting. Like I don't think I'd enjoy playing as Captain Boomerang or Captain Cold, or, 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 or any oh, of that. Captain Cold would be good. You know, um, but, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not too sure. Not too sure on that. Uh, um, definitely, again, I'm, 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 I'm an odd man out. Like, you know, there's some of these really popular main characters I just don't dig. Like, I'm not a huge Harley Quinn fan, so I don't know if I would enjoy playing her. Although I think she would have some interesting gameplay uh, and stuff because you know she probably have the funny giant hammer and and the pistol and stuff like that. Um, so uh, yeah, I don't know. What about you? Who would you, who would you who would you go to? I'd pick Kite Man. I know he's not a member of the Suicide Squad, but I would like to beat the game and be like, I beat it as Kite Man. As Kite Man, <laughs> the most useless villain there is. I beat it as ever. Him. Yeah. <laughs> oh man, that's that's crazy. But I know you loved the first one of this game. Tell me what you thought of the second trailer, or is it gameplay footage? I can't remember. Yeah. Of, of uh, Horizon Forbidden West. What did you think? Yeah, so listen, this this game I slept on when it first came out, uh, and, uh, and then I picked it up after, and it was one of the few games that I genuinely felt bad for not, not only not pre-ordering that collector's edition, but not playing it right away the first game was absolutely fantastic one of my favorite playstation games out there and then uh how the first game ends and the dlc ends it just ripe perfect for another game and uh this one 
this trailer looked fantastic. We'd seen some of the gameplay before, but now it just keeps looking better and better. The polish is there. The colors are there. This is a reason to buy a PlayStation 5. Um, you know, once they announced this game and the new Ratchet and Clank that came out earlier, that's when I knew I had to get the PS5. And I'm glad I did because they actually said that these games would be coming out on the PS4 as well. Um, and Ratchet and Clank still isn't on the PS4. So I'm happy yes. that I got that and was able to play that um, at launch. And this is another one. I've already pre-ordered the, the Mega Collector's Edition. God, I you know don't regret it, but it was way more expensive than, than the other one. Um, lo love it. Love the character of Aloy. Love the imagination in this the 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 robots the di like the the, the the mixing of the dinosaurs uh and and the machine like how but i will say that it had one of the best storylines in this style of game that i've ever encountered and i'm a huge sci-fi guy especially like you know in in comics too and anime and and, and playing video games like like a lot of this and the story at first doesn't necessarily seem all that unique. Like you're like, okay, the earth has died and it's, and then your machines have been reborn and taken over and stuff. And, and, but this one did it amazingly. And I got to say, I remember finishing the game and I remember thinking that the first credit is going to be for who wrote the story. I'm like, what fantasy or sci-fi author wrote this story? Cause it's phenomenal. And literally like, the first people and rightfully so was you know in the you know game gameplay game design all that stuff the story people weren't till far below and there's a lot of people who contributed to it but the story was fantastic it's one of those games where you piece together the story in uh logs and stuff but it was it, it never felt like a chore for me to go around and find those things but yeah absolutely looking forward to this one uh it's gonna be a, yeah, like I said day one might even take the whole day off to play it when it drops so <laughs> I still have to uh, open up the first one and play it. It's a oh, pile of games. Yeah. <laughs> Honestly, um, I can't recommend this game enough. Um, a lot of people, I think it, it just it just came out at a time. I think Zelda dropped at the same time. I think, I think God of War had come out, you know, slightly after. It was just a really weird kind of time. But I enjoyed the heck out of this game way, way more than the new uh, God of War um game i just thought it was just just a way better uh game uh on on all levels from the storytelling to the gameplay to the characters to the world to, like everything so i'm super stoked if you can't tell yeah i think it was a new ip too so people kind of slept on it and they waited for their friends to pick up theirs and say how good it was before they and, bought it right? and also the studio that did this game is Gorilla, that was only known for Killzone. Oh wow! And Killzone, like Killzone One, was interesting. Killzone Two was good. Then Killzone Three, I had was a, a launch title for the PlayStation Four, and I, I don't even think I played that past the first level. It was just dull and uninspired, you know. But they were developing this game at the same time. And they knew this is what they wanted to do. So good on them for branching out and bringing something totally different uh, than 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 what they were known for. So sometimes, hey, you know, uh, you can you you can branch out and do something sweet and new. Just 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 go for it. So yeah, loved it. 
Forbidden West, yeah, the trailer was fantastic, and and I hope now I don't want to see any more trailers. I just want I just want to let's wait till February and and let's get that game. Yes, it does look amazing. I love how the uh, the colors are so muted, but there's always that one color, whether it's the uh, Dino robots or sorry, I don't know what they're called, but they have the little bits of light on them, and it just yep. makes the colors pop so much more. Even uh, the main characters, uh, I think she's got a sash on that's. Uh, pops out it just yeah it just no it's, it's amazing the designs are great and this time we're going to more of a tropical setting instead of uh kind of the the, the north the frozen north and stuff like that so it should be it should be very very cool but play it jesse play it i will do you know who this guy is oh do i ever <laughs> you might not be able to see it but i've got on my unnc uh office of naval intelligence halo uh hoodie here or or you know and damn like let's just say this has been a week for halo because the halo campaign finally came out um and i want to give you quick first impressions on that halo campaign um before we talk about what we saw here with the trailer for the television show the long-awaited halo television show um so first impressions i played the multiplayer and of course the multiplayer is great these guys know what they're doing halo 5's multiplayer was probably still being played strong right now uh but this was the campaign this campaign delayed the game a whole year because of again people's initial look at it they were like this doesn't look good and so so they, they polished the heck out of this in, in a year and let's just also state right up that it's not finished there's no co-op multiplayer and there's no forge so you can't build your own levels yet so that stuff's coming uh and they said first quarter uh uh next year so 2021 um 20 2022 sorry look at me going backwards in time um and uh yeah so first so first impression so i really really enjoyed halo 5 i did think it was uh felt a little bit short and i think it uh it ended on a cliffhanger so this six-year gap between games really uh Really pushed me, really pushed me. Uh, so playing the spirit, the, right? Yeah, you know, um, so so getting in and firing it up and stuff again, graphics look good. We've we'd seen a little introduction already and stuff like that, and uh, and stuff, but so I'm playing the game, and my first impression, I'm like, ooh, I don't I don't know if I like this. You know, the control was there, you know, the graphics were there, uh but there's just something about this first opening level that I did not enjoy. I didn't like the grappling hook. You know, like all of a sudden you've got this grappling hook. They don't explain why you have it or anything like that. And you're forced to use it, you know. Uh, and, and now it changes exactly how you play the game because you now have to look up and be like, okay, where can I go? Whereas before it was kind of a linear path. You kind of knew where you were going and stuff. So while this first level it was adding you know, get used to these, uh, uh, you know, new equipment and stuff, right? But once I got past the little introduction thing and then I got down to the Zeta Halo, as they call it, um, I'm like, okay, I see what they're doing. It's not a on-rails kind of linear Halo game. This is basically Far Cry on a um, on the Halo ring. 
So once you land, you take your first waypoint and they start it up as your base. And then they're like, hey, these are the other interesting points along the way. There's a, a, a distress signal here. There's an enemy base here. There's a high value target here. Go do what you want. And then all of a sudden I'm like, oh, now I see how this grappling hook works. It's, you know, for you to get around faster and stuff like that. So it changes your play style. Only bad thing for me is I'm one of these guys that likes to do everything. So I will never be able to walk past. I'm like, oh man, I got to go take out that base. I got to go take it. So I almost wish that there was just kind of play the story mode, you know, like, and then just, you know, go through that way because I want to know what happened at the end of five. If you, you know, spoilers, but the game's been out for how many years? At the end of Halo 5, the Infinity was running. Cortana was basically, uh, you know, um, a bad, you know, was the bad guy. Uh, she was basically saving other AIs to cure them from rampancy. And then this game starts off with, you know, oh yeah, I deleted Cortana or that was my mission. And I'm like, what? I did like how they're injecting a little bit more of emotion and stuff like that because the Master Chief's trying to figure these things out. So that's why I'm going to stick around for the story. I've been a Halo fan uh, since... Uh, since the xbox came out right uh so first impression rocky definitely got better on the uh once i got down to the zeta halo however one of my greatest memories of halo is always playing the game co-op with a buddy so part of yeah. me is like do i just put this down and wait till january february when co-op will come out because i think co-op will be really fun just hitting all those things that you can do so Hopefully the story is still strong and it doesn't bore you by hitting all of these different uh, um, zones and stuff. You said it was like a Far Cry. I remember playing Far Cry and it, when the uh, multiplayer came out with Far Cry, it was really fun having your uh, friend jump in yeah. and help you with those missions and both of you guys attacking the base from two different sides. And it, it yeah. was just great. If Halo's like that, I think I have to uh, buy myself an Xbox. <laughs> yeah no it honestly I'm, I'm i'm hoping it's good like i like as i said unfortunately for me i just on a map like those i might not go for every like hidden collectible but i will want to make sure my map is clear you know what i mean so a lot of times in halo i don't go and get every skull and stuff like that but again some the the main terminals that tell story I'm there. That's that's why I'm playing the game. So uh, it was really cool. So speaking of story, let's talk a little bit about what we saw with the Master Chief Halo television show. Um, what did you think of that trailer, Jesse? Um, I liked it. I really enjoyed it. I can't wait. Um, this has been in the making for what? Uh, how long has Halo been around? 25 years? 20 years? <laughs> 20 years of Halo. Uh, didn't we get a, the first cinematic little inkling during halo 2 or was it 3 when we saw that battle in uh on earth and the soldiers driving the warthog yeah halo was, 3 yeah the 3 yeah so we've been waiting for a long time uh, i think they brought out uh during halo 4 they brought out uh, forward unto dawn wasn't that what it yep. was called? the little uh movie that they had with yep them. they did a little short yeah um i don't want to be called a hater but some of these scenes that they showed in the trailer i kind of found funny like there's one where there's a whole bunch of uh unsc soldiers marching but if you look at the background it looks like they're marching in like a stadium or like a, a warehouse like an empty warehouse but yeah it, it still looked cool with all the planes in the background um, yeah 
I'm really excited to uh, see what happens. Um, Halsey, Halsey's in it, and it looks like she's uh, we're gonna have flashbacks and like uh, see John come up through the ages. Uh, what else did I like? Um, was that a uh, lock that we saw? I don't you think know it was if it'll be lock. Um, I haven't I looked at the IMDb or anything, but yeah, like... I don't think I don't think it was, but I recognize the actor, but I don't think it would be lock. But it, you know, it, it it could be, could be. Yes. Uh, what did you think? Did you like it? Are you gonna get a Paramount Plus <laughs> subscription if it comes out in Canada? Yeah. Um, so. I'm really, really torn. I've loved all the Halo live uh, action uh, trailers that they did for games. But um, I, I really question adapting something to live action that is a video game or an anime uh, and stuff like, uh, you know, everybody heard the news about Cowboy Bebop, um, you know, it's almost like for me, it's like Halo already has millions of fans. So now you've got to try and give a show that's going to appeal to the fans, but also appeal to new viewers. So are they going to get the story right? Are they going to change the story? Is it going to be something we know or don't know? Are they going to retell the story, but be limited by the what the special effects can do? Um, I'm curious about it. I don't want to say I'm cautiously optimistic because unfortunately the track record for most live action things is not, is not good um, and stuff. The good thing is obviously it's not going to detract from any of the studios or the money spent on the games and stuff like that. But I, I just really question how are they going to pull in people who haven't been interested in the franchise uh, b before? You know, um, and we have like, yeah, we have another popular show with a guy in armor called The Mandalorian, and they've already spun off to the the book of Boba Fett. So, you know, I know it's a different story, but again, it, it, you know, are people going to be up for it and, and okay, uh, you know, with it? And I want it to be good. You know, um, if for me, it's not just about changing the medium, uh, that the i that the, the the original source is from it's about adding to it in a positive way yeah. if you can't add anything to it then don't do it uh you know so let's just let's just uh see you know i'll give them i'll give them the uh i i'm the benefit. Really worried that um with the fact that they didn't uh cast the um what's his name the voice actor of master chief yeah, play Master Chief. I'm a little worried that we're going to have a uh, Mandalorian situation where he's going to now be taking off his helmet all the time and putting it because that to me would kind of turn me off the show. Because yeah, that's one of the big points is the Master Chief never takes off his helmet unless he's a yeah. or if he's with Cortana. Yeah, like I, I don't exactly. want to see this actor's face at all in the whole show. Yep, I I agree with you 100. Uh, percent And and we know he's going to have to take it off because. You know they're gonna want the audience to connect with him, so uh, so yeah. So we'll we'll but see. Maybe they can connect with him through uh, Cortana. Maybe their relationship. Maybe they can do that. Their relationship. Yeah, but we know. Yeah, again, we know we've seen. He's only, gonna take off the helmet. <laughs> yeah, we we, we know the only the only movie where the guy never took off the helmet that was good was Dread, 
right? Yeah. And uh, and stuff. And and I I don't like. Hey, I don't want to jinx them or whatever. But again, I just don't see them not doing that, you know. And they hired a pretty well known actor to play the Master Chief, so uh, so we'll see. But anyways, lots of cool stuff to look forward to in the coming years, game wise, television wise, movie wise. Uh, so hopefully you guys, uh, if you're like us, you're into games, you're into comics, you're into movies. We just thought we would cover something that we don't normally cover. But uh, hey, let's get to some of the comic news. And we are going to start this time with our segment, Last Week in Comics. And uh, uh, no, are we going to do last week in comics first? Or are we going to talk about what we've read this week? Let's let's talk about what we've read this week first let's, of all. Let's not go last week yeah. in comics. Uh, let's start with this week. Yeah. Let's start with this week, and then we'll work back in time. So sorry, I got my uh, my uh, cues mixed up. But so Jesse, what'd you read? What was first for you to read this week? The first thing I read this week was um, the book uh, Dark Knight uh, Steel. I know you yep, read this Dark book Knights too. Uh, what did you think of uh, issue number two? Are you are you hooked now? Are you going to jump off? Or are you? What do you feel? <laughs> Listen, I was hooked right from uh, the first uh, the first book. I was eagerly anticipating this book, and it did not disappoint. They continue to build the world. They have more intrigue, more action, more consequences. I loved this book however i feel it's moving too fast i just want more of it every one of these issues could be double-sized and i would just be eating it up uh just just phenomenal phenomenal from the great uh reveal from the end of book one it just hits the ground galloping you know um just just fantastic a, a great issue do you want to tell us what that reveal is now that it's been out for what a month Please tell us what, yes. what happened in the first issue. All right. So if you guys have been following the book or are curious about the book, it's called Dark Knights of Steel. And as you can see by that cover, the heroes that we know from the DC universe seem to be in a medieval setting or a fantasy setting. Uh, the twist for this particular book is that not only did baby uh, Cal L rocket to earth but both his parents accompanied him and they landed in uh or on a earth not sure of which earth it is it could be just any of the multiverse but they they landed during a in a you know medieval or fantasy setting they set up their own kingdom so they're almost like like the kingdom of camelot they're the good guys uh and stuff and there's magic and there's mystery and all that stuff but the big big reveal is that Bruce Wayne is he's basically like kind of like their their protector. He's the royal guard leader. He protects them. The witch. and the, yeah, I think they uh, even Tom Taylor, the, the the writer, refers to him kind of as a, as a witcher. And um, at the end of the first issue, Jor El reveals to uh, Bruce Wayne that he had an affair with Martha. And that Bruce is his son. And right after that reveal, uh, he gets shot in the eye with a kryptonite arrow, killing him. And bam, that's what it starts off with. So we have 
uh, Batman who is half Kryptonian, which means, you know, we don't know exactly, you know, what his power sets are, but we know that he's obviously going to have some of that stuff. And we do see that in the first issue and playing into the second issue, but just, you know, fantastic. Again, you guys, you got to check this book out. Um, the art's amazing. The design work is amazing. The pacing, like I said, it's going to leave you wanting more. The story's cool. All the side characters that you see, phenomenal. Uh, I, I, I want to just talk about this issue. When we see Lois Lane, and Lois Lane is almost like a bard. She's like the, in, she's, you know, sailing around and she goes and she brings the information about the murder of, of King Jor-El to uh you know paradise island and i'm like yo that's so smart you know yeah she yeah. she's still gonna be that kind of you know uh person and man wonder woman is fierce in this i love her design and we do have um a um supergirl uh well let's call her supergirl but uh, that's her and it's uh i think is it zara zara zorel uh instead yes. of kara uh yeah but yeah just super 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 cool instantly dig her character what she does at the end of this i'm just like clap 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 no spoilers onto that we'll leave that for maybe next week to give you guys some time to catch up but yeah phenomenal phenomenal book. It was at the very beginning so we talked about uh, the arrow being shot at uh sorry uh, jor-el this happens right after so batman instantly goes into battle mode jumps out jumps down onto his horse and his boy alfred's there like where are we going they take off to try to find this archer and then they catch up to him and we'll leave it at that uh okay he gets thrown into jail but um one little thing i liked about the jail scene is did you notice all the characters in the background yep like we saw who was it we saw king shark in the background uh, locked yep. up and all these characters are in the uh, medieval style. So some of them are wearing armor. Some of them are wearing peasant uh, tunics. It's, it's just a great book. Um, I really want more. I want a, yeah. uh, I want a Batman Dark Knight of Steel offshoot. Like if, if they brought uh, one of these out every month, like a Superman one, I'd, I'd be following it. For sure. So I, honestly, I, I, I really think if DC was smart, they would have branded this as their own offshoot universe, much yeah. like how Marvel did the ultimate Marvel universe all those years ago. But I think there's enough ingenuity and enough creativity in this series. And again, like they're, they're just rocketing over so much content. Like they're just they're like, Oh, the green man. And then blah, blah, blah. And they drop names and, and you know, uh, it's, it's crazy. Like, yeah, I just definitely want more. So maybe they got more coming. Maybe they want to see how the first one sells. But uh, yeah, loving it, loving it. Another big book dropped this week. It was, do you want to tell us what it was? Oh, yes. This was the long-awaited Marvel book by Chip Zdarsky and amazing, amazing art by Chichetto. I think I hope I'm pronouncing that correctly. Yes, and it is the Devil's Reign book. Uh, and this book happens to be our comic book spotlight of the week. And it is Devil Reign number one. Uh, what this book is about is the Kingpin. Yes, Wilson Fisk is mayor of New York. And he's a little bit tired of all the superheroes um, running rampant in New York City and causing destruction and stuff like that. So he's basically put out a 
you know, if you're caught using superpowers, you're going to get arrested and you're going to jail and stuff. Almost like the um, Civil War storyline. However, he's basically doing it just in New York City because he's the mayor of New York City. And, of course, who's in New York? Well, the Fantastic Four happened to be in New York. The Avengers Mansion happened to be in New York. Spider-Man, Daredevil, um, Luke Cage. So many people. And... Uh, yeah, it's it's crazy. It's crazy. So anybody caught using superpowers, whether it's good for good or 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 for bad, you're you're gonna be arrested. And of course, you know, we've got crime fighters like Daredevil doing stuff. We see in this first issue, Miles Morales rescues a child from a burning building. Yeah, and then they're there to stop them. Of course, we see the Thunderbolts, which are the government lackeys. These are the former villains turned uh, you know government agents uh and stuff so yeah again looking sweet marco cicetto doing the art just fantastic um super cool there's our boy moon knight yes cool first issue cool very first cool issue. i like how the uh the villains who are sanctioned by the government are kind of going out there trying to antagonize the uh superheroes um who's that again the shocker the shocker was yep. up just mischief, and then superheroes jumped in, and then like, ha ha, I got you! You're gonna be arrested. Yeah, um, really good first issue. I can't uh, wait to see where it's going. Um, now is this the end of Daredevil by Chip Zdarsky? I th I think I read that somewhere that Daredevil. I think this. I think this is gonna be the yeah, like the uh, the end cap to it and stuff. So man, this guy Zdarsky, this is our, our, our local Toronto guy. He's writing a lot of stuff, so he's. Uh, I guess this is gonna—he's gonna go out with a bang by changing the landscape in the Marvel universe. Yes, that's for sure. And um, you brought up the Miles part. I thought that was uh, really good. He says, "I I got to go in there." I like, and then the firefighters are like, "We got you. Don't worry. They're like, We're, we'll cover for you." And then the villains come in. They're like, "Nope, sorry, bad guys." Yeah. We get, we have everybody in here too, like characters you wouldn't think you would see in a. Daredevil book, right? Like Doc Ock, Fantastic Four. Yep. Well, like I said, this is gonna this can affect all of Marvel New York, and I'm really okay. curious to see how this plays out um, for the for the Kingpin and what what his ultimate plan is. Um, so, yeah, this is the first book. Uh, it is. Uh, is it a six issue series, uh, Jesse? I think it's six. Yes. Yeah, it's, it's, six it's issue different. series. So, yeah, definitely, you guys want to get on this wild ride. I think it's gonna bring back stuff like. Or give us those feelings like if you read Civil War all those years ago or bought it in trade after. And also uh, when Norman Osborn uh, was doing the same thing. So if you like that kind of villain in a position of power and authority, then this is going to be a book for you. And and right away, uh, you know, the first couple pages really, really exemplify that the hatred that uh, Fisk has for Daredevil. So you're going to be definitely in for uh, uh a treat there because they, those guys are like ultimate adversaries you know if there's you know if there's ever like your batman to your joker daredevil to kingpin that's that's just the the the, the best kind of pairing of, of of verses so so next we got cover of the week oh this week yes. seems a little different than uh every other week do you know why you know who oh. this little guy is right here? It seems like it's a Batman-centric week. I lots of covers didn't uh, jump out to me this week, but um, 
a few Batman ones did. I know they jumped out to you too. Um, yep. One for sure was this one. This one is uh, Batman 98 to number five, right? Batman 89. 89, sorry. Number yeah, five yep, or yep, is it number four? I can't it's remember. It's number four. And this is the, the comic book that follows the Batman movie timeline, the very popular Keaton one. And, and as you can see, that's a very Michelle Pfeiffer looking Catwoman there. So uh, that yeah. is why I like it is for the Michelle Pfeiffer. And I'm not picking this one for cover of the week. I'm, I'm going to pick this next one. This one is Batman uh, 118. This is the new uh, Williamson's run. This is his yep, first new creative uh, team. This is his first um, issue out. And this cover here is a homage cover to um, Little Book Spider-Man by uh, Todd McFarlane. You can see yep. they're both uh, posed up on a statue, it looks like, and their hands in front of them doing stuff. Um, I haven't read this one yet. Have you had a chance to I have not. I have not read it, but if there has ever been a cover that had been so in demand it is definitely this one. So this is a unanimous cover of the week. So let me tell you an interesting story about this cover that you guys might not know. Uh, so originally, this cover was supposed to be a 1 in 25 variant cover. So what that means is retailers who ordered this book for every 25 regular covers that you ordered between uh, cover A and B, you could buy one of these covers. There was so much outcry from retailers and they said, DC, if you make this the main cover, I will buy hundreds. If you make it the one in 25, I'm not going to buy 100 copies because I'll only get four of them. But he's like, people are going to want to buy this book just for the cover. DC listened, added this as a regular cover. So there was a cover A, cover B. This was a cover C. But they also made the one in 25 a variation of this and they even had tiers of one in 50 one in 100 and one in 250 variations of this cover a couple of them had like the gold foil silver foil and what they call the virgin cover which does not have uh any of the um dressing on there like the dc logo and stuff but yeah a really cool cover um based on that classic mcfarland cover from the 90s uh so yeah simple this week it's uh it's our pick of the week we both agree yes um two it's a great jumping on point for batman because um i read a little synopsis batman's going on a, a little road trip it seems and he's leaving the bat family to uh take charge of gotham Ooh. i i don't know where batman's going i don't know where he's gonna get up to but i, I just read that little synopsis do you mind if i brag a little bit real quick for my personal Definitely. cover of the week yes Yes, for sure. So a few months back, you had a artist. Ken Lashley, good yeah, friend yeah, of the yeah, store. Yeah. Ken Lashley, good friend of the store. Um, how long ago was that? A few months? Uh, yeah, that was in, I think, July. July. Yes. So I met him there. Great guy. Great fella. Even better artist. Um, I asked him to do a little cover for me. And uh, you've seen it, but I want to show everybody else. This is Woo. Mr. Freeze on Batman, uh, what was this? This was uh, uh, 1027, correct? Yep. Yes, so I got Mr. Freeze done. One thing I really like about this cover, do you see his little glass, uh, what is it, dome there? Yep. Do you see the little streaks on the front? I do. I originally thought that was a glare from uh, 
the plastic it was in, but no, that's part of the image. That's, that's part of the yeah, image. You made translucent white. Yes, it's a beautiful image. I I love Mr. Freeze ever since um I was watching the uh, animated series and his character was just so compelling with he did everything for love, right? He wanted to uh save his wife uh, Nora Freeze. And if you look in the background there by his gun, who's that? That's Nora Freeze. This that's Nora Freeze yeah. in 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 yeah, yeah. Such a cool, cool cover. Um, yeah, it's that's that's a great one. Ken is a consummate guy, consummate gentleman, like you said, uh super talented, super humble. Uh, but then again, you know, you ask him, you tell him what to draw, and then he just knocks it out of the park. Like this was incredible, incredible. And that was such a fun day at the store. Ken drew all day. He's he's a machine, you know, entertaining while doing it and stuff and not missing a beat. So yeah, super he's, cool. He's an amazing artist, but he's an even better person. Would you not agree? Like he takes oh, the time sure. out of his day and he he makes every picture he draws special for that person he's drawing it for. Yeah. No, for sure, definitely, definitely. So shout out, shout out to uh, to Ken. Like I said, good friend of the store. We've known him, known him for years, and uh, he always supports us, lends a hand, and not only us, other comic book stores too. Helped out a many, many of them over the the pandemic uh, and stuff uh, with uh, doing auctions and sketches and kilocons and stuff like that. So yeah, definitely check Ken out on social media on Instagram uh, as well. He's got a wonderful Facebook group too. So. Lead killer, I believe it's at lead. Yes, lead killer, the art of Ken Lashley. Yes. So, like you teased earlier, we've got uh, last week in comics. Woo! We're going back in time. Back in time. Uh, what are we talking about this week? We are going to talk about Earth's mightiest heroes reaching their milestone of Avengers number seven hundred and fifty, which somehow also lines up to the number 50th issue of Jason Aaron's run. Uh, so that's kind of cool. So it's also a double-sized issue for 750, but double-sized for also 50. Uh, here we've got a great cover by Ed McGuinness. Uh, we have got the villainous Dr. Doom and the heads of our heroes. Uh, these are the main, this is the main team of Avengers, Captain America, Iron Man, She-Hulk, Thor, Captain Marvel, uh, Ronnie Reyes as the uh, Ghost Rider, and of course Black Panther. Uh, so yeah, super cool book. Yes. Boy, was it thick and chock full of wow! Just lots of cool stuff. This was this was a book that uh, once what happened was known in it. A lot of people came out to the store to pick it up because lots and lots happened in this first issue. But there was also several great covers to choose from as well for people. So that's why it uh, also did pretty good. There was a cool villain version of this cover uh, with uh, the villain heads. Doom puts together a team of villains uh, to, um, shall we say, disrupt the timelines and stuff. So, yeah, super, super cool. Um, but, yeah, let's talk about uh, and show some of those interior images and tell people about why they should pick this book up. So... We've got um this Do you remember this guy? Character. Huh? Do you remember this guy? Do you remember what I remember did? this guy? There was a, a Marvel book that, that showcased him. Uh, I can't remember what it was, but kind of this one shot uh and stuff. And this is a character that uh I don't remember if he killed the watcher, 
Yeah, yeah I think he killed Watcher and took his eye. So he's That's got his eye in the chest there. Yeah. Sight. Yeah, so a very, very bizarre character. And the story starts kind of weird where this guy is just observing, you know, a couple sleeping. And he's like, listen, I don't have all the time in the world. I know what you guys are going to do eventually. So can you speed things up, do it so I can witness it? And then I've got stuff to do. And what he has to do is all across, you know, the the timeline of Marvel. And he goes all the way back to uh, the prehistoric times. And if you've been reading this book, Jason Aaron has created the prehistoric uh, Avengers, uh, which consisted of like Odin and Phoenix and uh, the Eye of Agamotto and stuff. Yep, there they are. Uh, and uh, just yeah, super cool. There's an original Black Panther and, the, and Iron Fists um, and stuff. So yeah, super, super cool book. Uh, we have um, Kazar. He is a agent of Wakanda. Uh, jumping back in time to interacting with them. Uh, but yeah, we also have um, She-Hulk, Jennifer Walters, absorbing an, an enormous amount of gamma radiation. Yes. Uh, and she has gone kind of crazy and 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 and, and uh, volatile with it. But she has enough sense to get into the um, Avengers base, which is a dead a celestial. And she goes into this room and is able to basically blow off all the steam and come back as a new and improved She-Hulk. So that was a super cool moment. Some humor in there as she embraces the Avengers. And of course, the oh-so-convenient smoke. And this was Marvel setting up for her return to her own comic book series. So that was fun. Uh, and I guess they're doing all of this because we know there's going to be a marvel she hulk tv show dropping on disney plus i think sometime in 2022 as well uh but yeah that was super cool um what was your favorite part of this uh, book so far jesse all the characters they came up with like um i want to say like there's 20 new characters i think we have a slide of it yes this one here yep. like these characters are all variants variations of characters we yep. know um but different like we got a star brand Tyrannosaurus Rex in the background there. Um, one question for you as we look at this image. If you had one of these heroes to protect you, which one would you pick? He's your bodyguard. Ooh. Which one are you going to take? Who's my bodyguard? I'm yeah. going to go with the Iron Fist in the back right. Um, just because I love the concept of Iron Fist. And they all can channel their key in different manners. Uh, so not only do they have their fists, but some of them can channel it through bow and arrows or pistols and stuff like that. And I figure he would be a pretty good guy to just, you know, you're walking around him bodyguarding you 100%. I'm going to pick this uh, Samurai Ghost Rider. That guy seems pretty uh, scary and very interesting. Yep. He's probably got a lot of nice stories. Yep. Um, I love how... Uh, she hulks back to how she used to be. Um, so there was going to be a bomb that uh, the, uh, sorry, what's the uh, Red Guards group's name? Oh, um, I can't the remember. Russian the group. Yeah, yes. I, can't, I can't remember. Yeah. Um, the Russian Avengers, they were going to set off a bomb in uh, Namor's Atlantis and kill everybody because they don't like Namor and they don't like Atlanteans. So She Hulk went down, captured the bomb, absorbed all its energy, and now, um, Namor has promised himself to uh, She-Hulk. You saved my people. They all abandoned me, but I can serve you. I can do whatever you ask me to. And yep. she asked him to do something strange, which was uh, join us. Yep. 
team up with us. There's join the Avengers. Be, yep, there's going to be a big battle. I know you have uh, problems with uh, T'Challa, but uh, put them aside. We need you. That was a that was a great part. Um, very very here, cool. Here we got all the uh, new villains. Yes. Do you remember who they are? Uh yes. So we have got um in the back with the big gun there. That's Kid Thanos, which he was super super cool. Uh, we've got the Black Skull, which is Venom in the Red Skull. Yeah. Uh, Killmonger in the red suit. King uh, Killmonger. Then, He's pardon me? Uh, King of Asgard Killmonger. Yeah, yeah. So, and then yeah. we've got um, Omega Doom, I think he was referred to. Uh, and then we have um, the, the Phoenix with uh, basically kind of like a Wolverine-esque hellhound. Uh, and then the goblin. What was the goblin's name? Um, he has a go like a bag of skulls. It's like the, the the green goblin. You can see him there. But yeah, this was, was the ghost team. goblin. Ghost goblin. Yeah, ghost this goblin. is the team that Doom puts together to basically ravage all the different ages of time and stuff. And again, super cool. This part actually reminded me a lot of um, the book that I we we both really like. Remember the Heroes Reborn where they were mashing up the heroes and villains. I thought, man, this is some brilliant stuff. It's it's fun, you know, and a lot of those combinations just were super, super cool. Again, I almost want to see a book of just their exploits and stuff. So, yeah, super, super, again, fun book. The art's great. It's bright. It's colorful. A lot happens. The book was never boring. The pacing is great. Yeah. And even though it's long, like it's a thick book, it's a page turner, right? So awesome. love this issue. Definitely, definitely worth it. Again, too, if you want to uh, jump on Avengers, it goes over the past, uh, what, 50 issues, maybe even further, because we get the original Sin uh, eyeball yep. dude. I can't remember his name, but. Yep, the orb. The, the orb. The orb. <laughs> we get him, and then we get the um, Heroes Reborn characters. What are they? Squadron Supreme? Yep, squadrons. We, we get to here. see. We get to see them. We get to see what they're up to. We get to see the recent uh, uh, Russian Avengers trying to blow up uh, Namor. There's a lot of yep. uh, backstory in this one issue. A lot of stuff going on. It catches you on. up for 51 and where it's gonna go. Yeah. Um, one thing I liked a lot was the uh, the ending. They introduced a character that I don't think has been in the uh, Marvel universe at all. A little guy named uh, King Arthur. Has mm -hmm. he ever made an appearance in Marvel? Not that I can recall. So uh, him and uh, Thor go on a little adventure, and uh, he asks Thor about his hammer, and Thor says, you got to be worthy to uh, be able to lift it. Uh, look, my dad enchanted it, blah, blah, blah. Maybe one day you can be worthy of something, and at the very end we see a uh, sword and a stone. I thought that yep. was a, a great little uh, ending to the book, and I, I'm hoping to see uh, King Arthur. As that would be player. that would be cool if they bring him forward. But there was also another really really good interlude, and this caught the. Um, uh, this is what people got excited about in that uh, in that book, and I think we've got an image of it at the end of the 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 first story, the end of the book. We have a brand new herald of Galactus, uh, and let's bring it up, and that's uh, Kazar with the power cosmic. Uh, you know, looking for worlds for Galactus. And uh, yeah, wow. So this is a new station for Kazar Lord Plunder, uh, formerly of the Savage Land. Uh, but yeah, again, this book is doing strange things. It's doing fun things. 
and it's setting up where the book is going to go. So that is always exciting. So it's a great jumping on point. As Jesse also mentioned, it's going to catch you up if you hadn't read the previous thing. So going forward, you are going to be right on target. Can't recommend this book enough. Uh, it's really, really good. And uh, one book that came to an end last week that we both really enjoyed was um, The Me You Love in the Dark. We mentioned we might go into uh, spoiler territory. So if you're planning on reading this book and watching right now, I say uh, pause it, come back later. Um, yep. What did you think of the ending, the last part of the five-part miniseries? Yeah, so um, the number four was just wow everything was coming to a head this is where if this book was moving at about 50 miles an hour it went up to 120 in that last part um her friend and her art dealer uh her art agent ends up you know coming to visit uh the entity uh is just you know mad tells her to get rid of him He's seeing her living in the dark and drawing and painting weird things. She's like, he's like, oh, hey, are you all right? That entity just, you know, snaps and kills him. And from there, their whole relationship changes. And this is where it comes to a head. It's like she's now trapped in this house with this thing that she thought she knew. And it's almost like now it's like her eyes have been opened, but you also see that the, 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 the being that was there was just instantly threatened slash jealous of her art dealer, uh, her, her friend, just her having another person uh, and stuff. And, you know, this, I, you know, I know we, you and I both mentioned it before when we talked about this book, it seems like a metaphor for a person who's in an abusive relationship. Yeah. And I think it really, really um, nailed it here. It's like, this is this person, this being is trying to control her. And, you know, is like, Hey, you're happy when you draw, let's get you painting again. And everything's going to be okay with just you and me and, and stuff. And she kind of sees through that. And she's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what? You're absolutely right. Let me go and do it. And luckily, she has the kind of foresight, uh, you know, to know that something is now terribly wrong. It's like the veil has been lifted uh, and stuff. But, um, yeah, it's 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 one of those. It's a traumatizing, uh, you know, event and, and, and a book. And it just like I said, this this whole issue just just it's the climax. It felt yeah. like, you know, if you're watching a movie, this is where the music is speeding up and everything is just intensified and stuff. So, yeah, super, super cool issue. It was a it was an amazing issue. Um, I think if you uh, read it, you're not paying attention to what's going on. You're just reading the words and looking at the pictures. You you won't see the fact that it's a metaphor for a bad relationship. But I it it put the uh, nail in the coffin for me at the end when we I think it's this image here when she's the uh, monster says, "Don't you love me anymore?" This is the face when we first met. As in, like a bad boyfriend. This is the face I put on for you when I fir we first grew attracted to each other, and now look at me. I'm a monster. I don't want you to see your friends. I don't want you to work in the light. I I just want you to work, stay home all the time with me, and have fun with me. Right. Um. The ending. She lit the house. She broke away. She set herself free from this bad relationship. But um, 
the monster or the boyfriend, if that's what we're calling it, got um, set free into the world too. So uh, I think the last panel of the book is the uh, art piece that she first drew of him in a, uh, what is that, a thrift store or a little museum? Yeah. I, I'm not sure. Or an antique shop or something. Yeah. yeah. So I think that was also one of the cool things is because at the end, the very last part, it's, it's almost like, yeah, this story can continue. Like we know she's gotten out, but maybe she tells her tale or maybe whatever was in that house is now, like you said, out. So, um, yeah, just a great, great book. Um, you know, definitely not your average comic book story, um, but the visuals make it stunning uh, regardless. You know, the, the dialogue, the writing, you know, everything was very, very well done. Highly recommend it. Yes, yes, I, I kind of want to pick it up in a trade as well as having yeah, single issues because for sure a, it, a nice a, a nice hardcover. Yes, it, it it looks amazing as well as the story is uh, very nice. Yeah, very very cool. So there we go. Wow, this has been a long episode. So hopefully, if you've stuck with us, thank you so much. We love to chat about all the things we love, and as always, we hope that you over this weekend get to do something that you love that has to do with your hobbies and as we always say whether it's a board game or card game video game comic books hell reading novels rpgs do something for yourself or if you've got uh, plans with your relatives for over the holiday season have fun and be safe be smart we know that we've still got uh some issues with the uh, the pandemic going on. So uh, just take it easy and uh, give yourself a little bit more extra time and a little bit of extra space. And with all of that extra time, why don't you check out... Oh, sorry about that. <laughs> why don't you check out some of our other content? We've got all kinds of stuff lined up. Heroes World Online. That is your password to checking us all over the internet. So Heroes World Online on YouTube, you'll be able to check out our podcast on Sunday. The Sidekick Show goes live on Monday, and those guys have fun reviewing movies. I think they are doing Die Hard for Christmas, so check them out with Die Hard 1 and 2. That's John and Rob going live. On Thursday, we've got the Geek News, So What I Miss, and that's with Chris Ho, John Ho and Patrick, they have a lot of fun over there, and Rob joins them too. And of course, your favorite day of the week, as our favorite day of the week, Friday, right here on Twitch, Heroes World TGIF. And we're looking at all the cool stuff that comes into the store and talking about comics, which is our first and ah, I'm going to say our biggest love. So, uh, Thank you for joining us, and hopefully you check out some of our other stuff.